This is Kate Moorhead Carroll in the podcast, Find It. Today I want to talk about what it means to go on a media diet. I live on the St. John's River. The water is beautiful, different each morning, but the water is not well. Years of pollution have left it full of chemicals. Strange algaes have also grown up in response to the chemicals. There is an organization called River Keepers that fights for the rights of the river. I have joined. I wonder sometimes as I'm staring at the river what it's like for the fish that swim within it. Do they realize that they're swimming in pollutants? Do they have health issues? Do they feel nauseated? When you swim in a reality, how can you recognize when it is unhealthy? We swim in a diseased culture. American consumerism has run rampant, shaping the climate in which we exist. We carry iPhones almost as part of our bodies, an extension of our very selves, and into those iPhones pours information designed to get us to look. Your attention is valuable. It is money in the bank, and companies are competing like crazy to get your focus, your one glance, your click, your pause on the scroll of social media. The things that grab human attention tend to be negative. Fear, hatred, shock, instability, violence, competition, ambition, self-criticism. All these things capture us faster than good news does. Faster than peace, stability, and harmony. In other words, fear grabs us. Peace invites us. Hunger grabs us. Fulfillment offers us. Anger hooks us. Compassion grants us invitation. The media plays on our instant responses, our fight or flight mechanisms that were created to get us out of danger. The media basically wants you to believe that you are always afraid, that you're in danger all the time, so that you will continue to tune in with a hyper-focus as if it's a crisis. And the more you swim in this culture of media, the more you forget that the water is polluted and we begin to live in a state of constant anxiety, busyness, frantic haste. Look, the media says, pay attention. This is it. As a priest, I want to fight for your spiritual and mental wellness. And one thing I can advocate for without hesitation is a media diet. Many Americans have learned to care for their physical bodies. We understand that exercise is good, that eating healthy foods is important, and not just consuming all the stuff that tastes good. We go on diets, reducing things like carbs, gluten, or sugar. And when we do these things, generally, when we adopt these disciplines or 
curb our consumption, we feel better physically, feel better. So why don't we have the same level of consciousness when it comes to the media? I'm not saying that you should put away your iPhone entirely or never watch the news. I'm saying that you have the power and the intelligence to come up with a diet of media that makes sense for you, one that keeps you informed while allowing time for things like discernment, hope, even peace of mind. Remember, you are still the owner of your iPhone, the holder of the remote control, the driver of the car. Take back your mind. It doesn't belong to anyone else but to you. God gave you your mind. God did not give it to anyone else. Establishing a media diet is a matter of listening to yourself. Each one of us will have a different diet. For you, ask yourself these questions. What overwhelms you? What causes depression or self-hatred? And on the flip side, what kinds of entertainment make you feel wise, strong, inspired, or even peaceful? Create a mixture of things to whet your appetite. Watch the Hallmark movie if that makes you cry and helps you go to sleep. Read newspapers instead of turning on screens if that's helpful as a way of triaging the bad information. Make your diet reasonable and balanced so you don't just consume one narrative, but maintain the objectivity that comes from a diversity of news sources. In other words, protect yourself, but also inform yourself. Don't just drink the Kool-Aid. Select your drinks carefully. And you say when it is time to shut it off. It is up to you and to no one else. Do you find it useful to be on social media? Why and in what venues? What is it that you want to share? Is this practice edifying to you? Are you able to reach out in love and concern for others? What about the news? How much can you watch? Do you watch a variety of sources? And do you pray after you consume the news? Do you hand the troubles of the world over to the one who can fix them, to God? Jesus instructs us to love the Lord and to love our neighbor as ourself. In order to do this, we must plan our media consumption in such a way that enables us to grow our love for God and our love for ourselves and our love for our neighbor that enables us to serve, to be active, to be intentional. Don't allow yourself to be consumed by fear or anger. And if you find yourselves drowning in these emotions, turn it off. Go for a walk outside. Take a nap. Remember, it is God alone who can fix the world, not you. And if you drink from a fire hose of bad news, you will do nothing more than make yourself sick. The world needs you well, but no one will care for you in this way except you. Thank you for joining me in the podcast, Find It. Remember that if you keep searching for the divine presence, you will find it. I want to invite you, if you're interested in hearing more of these podcasts, to subscribe. Just hit the subscribe button 
and you will be informed of new episodes. And before we part ways, I pray that God will bless you and hold you, give you peace. Until we meet again. <laughs>